Champagne Soccer. We're back. Another wonderful week of football or soccer. If you in the U.S. like us, I'm joined with the guys. You already know what it is. Cletus, Ephraim, Marcus, Anthony. And before we start, Cletus, you popped some bottles this weekend, right? You actually was enjoying the champagne lifestyle. Yeah, you know, very lavish, you know, relaxed, calm vibes in DR with my with my fellow Haitian brothers as well. You know, very relaxing. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, to top it off, Chelsea got a win. So, you know, I was feeling good out there, you know, doing the doing the Patron, the tequila, you know, all of that with the pineapple. Got to have the pineapple. I dig that. E-Money Bags, you recently celebrated your birthday. Happy birthday once again. Did you pop some champagne? Yeah, a little bit. A little more low-key than, than Clay. I went down to New Mexico, so a little uh, hidden gem down there in Taos, New Mexico. I recommend it to anybody, especially if you're over here in the West like I am. But, um, yeah, we popped a little bit uh, out there, drunk a little bit. You know, I ain't doing other things right now. So, uh, you know, drinking was the uh, preferred choice. Uh, preferred vice for this. Uh, but yeah, it was fun, man. I had a good time. Thanks. I dig that. That's what's up, man. Now, Marcus, did you pop champagne this weekend? I mean, what was you on, man? No, it was real relaxed, man. You know, we had that. We, we were on the, our seats, our tail ends, because uh, we needed that clean sweep. <laughs> and, and, and we got that thing, man, you know. Both teams drop points because uh they like bottling things like Spurs. And like Arsenal with the league. Now, speaking of that, Anthony, how you feeling? You popped champagne this weekend for, you know, your sister's birthday. How was you moving, man? <laughs> man, for the sake of the holiday, I was drinking Seven Linguas and Zacapas. That's a Guatemala rum, the second one. Yeah, but. So your Z's up. Come on now. If you if y'all know, you know. You know, go ahead, drink, find it in the, your ABC store. And it's not I for the Zopound, not for uh Cletus's friends. Yeah, like stay away from it if 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 y'all them. But in regards to popping bottles, then you know, I celebrated my sister's birthday, happy belated birthday to Ephraim, and celebrating the league and and a outstanding draw from today for sure we're gonna get into that in a few minutes when jamar joins us you already know our la liga correspondent one fourth of ring culture podcast he's been on the show a few times so we're gonna get into that in a little bit but before you know we got to go with our new segment and we might as well let Claytis set it off because he already let us know how it went down with his club or one of them anyways. Well, both of them did well. But uh, Claytis, what's the most champagne thing your favorite teams did this weekend? It's uh, 3-1 to Chelsea. 3-1 to Chelsea. 3-1 to Chelsea. Oh I just said three yeah. times. So uh, you can see that we scored three we, goals. We ain't hear him this happy in a minute. What's going on? Me? You feel me? Yeah, man, he got a lot of bass in his voice. It was it was ugly, man, because when I was at the restaurant, the game started 1-0. I said, all right, fellas, this might be the day. Did you have your stunning shades on or were they? Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey. Man. 
I learned that I have excellent vision. All I need was tequila and pineapple in my system. Hey, man. Because I had the shades on all weekend. Tequila and pineapple had me right. But, nah, just looking at the highlights, I didn't have service to really watch the full game. But the highlights definitely showed that Frank has been trying to, like, build up our attack a little bit more, having Gallagher being that midfielder running up to get into the box, which has helped us because a lot of goals that we've scored have come from Gallagher making that late run into the box, something that Mason used to do for him. So it was a good, uh, you know, good to have to see. And then Ja Felix getting that goal as well. Definitely a good confidence booster. Hopefully we can keep it up and, you know, just pick up some little points along the way. I know that City, I feel like City is going to be tired. We might be able to pick up a few more points, but I'm just glad that we were able to get that win. So that's my champagne of the week. I dig that. Uh, welcome, Jamar. How you feeling, man? Uh, feel good, man. How y'all feeling? Oh, good. I can't complain. And uh, I might as well go to you next because the most champagne thing your team did this weekend was actually pop champagne and win the Copa del Rey. So break down that victory over Osasuna, man. Oh, uh. Yeah, I've been I've been wanting that trophy for a little minute because we ain't seen that joint since 2014. So that was one that I really wanted. You know, I actually wanted that trophy the most out of any trophy this season, if you want me to be honest. Um, so I'm actually happy. I can tell we was kind of like after we scored, we took our foot off the gas and then like they scored. You know what I'm saying? So we had to like get another goal to solidify because of this match today. But yeah, man, I'm just happy we got this. We got the trophy. I'm happy we got that third trophy of the campaign. You know what I'm saying? We lifting shit. So <laughs> yeah, man, I'm 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 happy. I'm real happy we got that Copa del Rey, man. It's it's been too damn long since we had that trophy. So for sure, the twentieth in Real Madrid's history. By the way, that's its third all time in uh Spain behind Barcelona and Athletic Bilbao. So, hey, salute. It's crazy how Real Madrid dominates Champions League and La Liga, but Copa del Rey is one thing that bothers them. But like Jamar said, they got it back. And, hey, I'm sure they're not going to go on a crazy draw like that in the foreseeable future. But, Marcus, what's the most champagne thing Liverpool did this weekend? Hey, man, we got three moments. 11 minutes in, Mo Salah outside the boot, cross in there. And I got to give a shout-out to Gakpo playing that genie role this week. Yeah, in the midfield, he made a nice little pass, and he got linked. Um, Second one, Fabinho pass to uh, Virgil, even though it was uh, ugly, shoving the dude to the ground. And Mo Salah, trash finish. Um, and the last one was Trent to Darwin and Darwin back on his looking ugly when um when Clay was trying to tell me he'll he'll get good. Yeah. And um yeah, those are my three moments, uh uh champagne moments. For sure. Now, Anthony, you guys had a two one victory against Leeds. What was the most champagne moment in that match? Uh, I'd have to say it was Gundo's two goals and then attempting to go for the third with the penalty, even though he missed it. Um, there were his, uh, as you put it, Dan, his favorite position, you know, 
trailing midfielder, uh, making those runs late and just striking the ball at the right time. Um, seemed like it was like the same corner too, or maybe different corners, but just the same position in the shot. It was beautiful. It was just perfect um, positioning. After what I was thinking about today, I almost wanted him benched. I have to tell you all, I've almost had it up to here with these old niggas getting these farewell tours and I almost won a Gundogan on the bench and Alvarez out there. I got, I can't, I can't lie, but he came through and had a nice assist. I just had to put that out there. <laughs> I dig it. Now Ephraim, I don't think you have a, maybe you do have a champagne moment, a back-to-back L's for Man United. Uh, What's on your mind? Well, since you set it up so great for me to say, yeah, we dropped six points, especially after teams like, you know, Newcastle drop points. And yeah, anyway, I guess the most champagne thing, which is some bullshit, uh, David De Gea bumbling the bag on that uh, West Ham game. <laughs> that's that's the, has to be the most champagne because uh, I ain't got nothing for you. Uh yeah, they look like shit, like straight shit. Clay just don't say nothing. I see you coming over. I, I see Marcus. Hey, 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 hey. All I want to ask was, I heard <laughs> that the hair is getting a new contract. It takes I don't a know. It might be on hold. Hey, it might be on hold. Thank God. <laughs> I think that I think it's going through. Or oh, I'm hearing nah, it done with less money. Hey, man, I, I'm just I'm just saying. No, I get it. He needs some competition, and I think he's going to get it at uh, as well. At the same time, yeah, he, he look. He's feeding the narrative for those that think he's one of the biggest problems, which I don't think he is. But he's not helping his his cause right now. So, uh, yeah, man, that's like that's like the most champagne thing I got going for you because the rest, the other, the matches, the attack, the the midfield, it, we all look we look pretty bad. So, yeah, we ain't at all. I ain't got nothing for you. I dig it. Now, I would say the most champagne thing Arsenal did uh, this week is uh, Odegaard continuing the ball. I think he has 15 goals in the league now. They, you know, there's always some funny stat going on, but I think I saw a mark that said that now he ties Kevin De Bruyne for most non-penalty goals by a midfielder in a Premier League season with 15, which is what De Bruyne did last year, which is cool. And then uh, the other one I would have to say is Arteta. Stop hating on left-footed people, man. It's finally playing Kivuar next to Gabriel. Uh, you know, people always like to play two right-footed center backs together, but they don't like to play two left-footed center backs. But, hey, Kivuar's done well since he's played. Maybe if he played instead of Rob Holden, Ho- Rob Holden, excuse me, the league wouldn't have slipped away as ugly as it has. So, um, yeah, let's let's go back to United real quick because, Marcus, you talked about your ops dropping points. Um, what do you see when you look at United right now, Marcus? Why is it so easy for them to drop points from your perspective? What's up with the striker position, bro? Yeah, Is Rashford going to play it? Because, like, nobody else is, like, to me, they're not dependable. They, like, that game, what was it, Sunday? The only time they looked threatening was towards the end when Martial played. Um, And, like, that Bruno flopping and crying stuff, bro, he like the CP3 of of, uh, of soccer. 
and it's not a good look because he don't get the calls like that now. Yeah. Um, and what is that? I can't really say nothing about them defending. Shaw looks solid. Um, who was that? Lindelof. Spider? Yeah, Lindelof looking solid. He be doing some wild stuff, but he looks solid. <laughs> um, Spider looking solid. I mean, all of them looking solid out there. Honestly, on the defensive side, but that attack, that shit yeah. be looking weird. Like they get it, they do everything that a team that's supposed to score do, but get the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> hey man, it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah, and Ellie, look, I can't disagree with that though. That take. I mean, this, he's right. I mean, I don't know. I, I no United fan really likes Marcus Bradford playing up the middle. Much rather see him playing uh, on the left hand side. Maybe switch to the right hand side every once in a while, and somebody else that's up front. Vout Veghorst, I, I get why he's there. I, I get what, what Ten Hag wants to try to do with him, but it's not working. It's not working. He ain't really – he's not scoring goals. You know, even when he want him to hold up play sometimes, like, you know, he, he's not even, a, like, legit, uh, uh, you know, jumper. He's not, he, he doesn't want to really win a lot of one-on-one uh, jumps, you know, jump balls. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm lost on that too. I, 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 like, I, I like what Marcus said about Mark, uh, Martial. I think he looks the best, even though he's not really scoring right now. But he does, he definitely looks the best when he's in there. We look better. We look like we 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 attack more when he drops down and plays the false nine and and moves around in the midfield a little bit. But yeah, I don't know either. And and to his point, real quick about uh, uh Fernandez, yeah, I'm tired of it too. It's getting, old. it's getting real old. Like nobody, the refs seeing him past that shit. They ain't calling nothing on him. He's crying a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't the captain next year. I think I think he's wow. problem this year because of yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. I ain't said he won't. I just wouldn't be surprised because, like, whose captain does that? Like, name me a captain that that's, that does what he does as those theatrics he does on the on the pitch. Yeah, I'm over it too, though. Like, I think a lot of United fans we love his creativity. I mean, he, yeah, he can be up and down. I get it, but you know, when it comes to like him him like captaining the squad and being like an example, like there could be somebody else that could do that right now. I just have two points to make. Um, one. I think this summer he needs to call Sergio Ramos mm. and the true dark heart <laughs> of you know of getting those calls and you know winning in your your team's favor. Ramos mm. will get them right, trust me. But <laughs> the second thing is, do you think it'll be better for you guys to just play Sancho, um, Rashford, and what's his name, um, Anthony up top? You know, let them interchange because I really don't see no point there. And what's his name? Broncos or whatever, uh, you know, just playing there because a lot of time he's not staying in the box as a focal point for Rashford. He's he more so miles like, in, bro. Say it. Thank you. <laughs> he's dropping down as like a false nine, so it's like he's leaving all that space up there and like expecting Rashford to run into. But Rashford kind of needs somebody to stay there to play the one two with them. So would it just be better just let all three of them play so they could just play one twos off each other's or like how do you see that going forward? I mean, whether it's Martial next season or somebody else, but yeah, I think I think to that point, yes, absolutely. I think uh, not just myself, but like before, a lot of United fans would rather see uh, Rashford play on the left hand side versus down the middle. I mean, he can play down the middle, but let's be honest: does he? Who, when's he? What's he more effective on the left hand side? He, that's where he's really more effective taking on taking on right backs, taking on defenders that way versus trying to be in the middle. You know, he's not really a header of the ball. He doesn't really head the ball that well. I mean, he does okay. Um, 
But to your point about Veghorst, yeah, he's not heading the ball either. He's not deeper. He's not jumping up there, you know, uh, above and beyond any other defender. He he really was uh, uh, balls in the midfield when they come up when they uh, uh, lob him up to him. So yeah, I, that experiment. Yeah, we only got what four games left, three games left. Yeah, that experiment needs to be experiment. Excuse me, needs to be over. We need to find somebody else. Whether, like I said, whether it's Martial or we go in the transfer market and pick somebody up. But um, yeah, I, I think you're, to your point, yes, absolutely, we play together more. But I think I should kick Martial. I like Martial, but yeah, I think I should just get that nigga out. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. To be honest, I, like I said, I love Martial, but like I think his time at United has run up. You know, and mm. I feel like you guys would do a lot better just having like a fresh striker in that position. No, I get it. I'm with you. I think so too. I think I, we like him as well. I mean, the dude got a song there. Don't I mean I don't mean a lot, but he got a <laughs> song there. He, you know, what I'm saying he a big. You know, he's a people like him too. I think the fans like him, but yeah, I think he needs to go as well. I think it's time to like move on and find somebody else in the transfer market. What does Garnacho play? I think he just got back from injury. Actually, on the left wing. He's a left. He he usually on the left side pretty much primarily. He hardly ever switches to the right. Like I don't even think he switches at all. Actually, yeah, yeah got so a whole bunch of wingers. Yeah, you can play him on the left and let Rashford play up top. I mean, I would <laughs> definitely play Garnacho over Anthony any day, but you know, it's yeah, just he's more direct. I give you that. Yeah, he's going to be more direct. He's gonna he's gonna like take somebody on. He's not scared to take somebody on, you know, Anthony He on that left hand side. He, he wants to, you know, he wants to get to that left foot and try to curl some stuff in. And yeah, one that's good pony. every once in a while. Huh? One trick pony. There you go. You already, you, you pretty much said the words out of my mouth. Yeah. He, he's, he's pretty much turning into that. And if you got some good defenders that, that know how to like clog that up, he's not really going to get some good shots off. He may get one or two, maybe, but the likelihood of them really hitting the net, all the time, let's be honest, it ain't that, you know, it ain't really high. So, you know, I like to see him come off the bench more versus starting a lot. Uh, and like you said, Garnacho maybe, and uh, Garnacho's usually on the left-hand side. All right, you going to play up the middle. Rashford? Yeah, but I don't know. I, it's tough, man. It's a tough one. For sure. Now in the table... Newcastle is third with 65 points and 34 matches played. United is fourth with 63 points and 34 matches played. And Liverpool is fifth with 62 points and 35 matches played. So they need more trickery to happen. And, hey, it's very possible. We're definitely going to keep this up because if United tricks this off, okay, it's going to be exciting. Oh, I'm gonna have some special audio. Um, I, I got a couple United fans that have to say that uh, Eric Ten Hag is not on the same level as Jurgen Klopp. Maybe and he's Pep. not. What? Who, who's? Hey, just, but he's just, not though. I don't know who. Right? Who would even say that? Just remove me from the group chat, please. <laughs> but, but my my question would be: Who would even say that? Like, who? Why would he? I'm 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 surprised anybody would even open their mouth and say that right now. Well, I'm saying like. Say I've seen, like, you know, there's, like, shout out the Filthy Fellas. They had a ranking of the top 10 managers this year. So if you do it based, I guess, on this season, maybe you would think Ten Hag is ranked higher than Klopp on their performance this year. But I still would say no. I don't don't know. After that 7-0 drumming, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, hey, 
Hey, we'll we'll see what goes on with that. But um, let's talk about the premier match today, the first leg of the semifinal, the Champions League between Manchester City and Real Madrid. Real Madrid hosted the match, ended up 1-1 in the exciting match, very tactical back and forth. The counterattack of Real Madrid at times looked unstoppable. Uh, then there's other moments where City's possession was looking for answers, but wasn't able to find Holland. I think it was a great match overall. Uh, Jamar, how did you feel about it? Man, yeah, that was a good ass game, dog. Uh, yeah, man, it was just you saw the best of both worlds. You saw, like, it was exciting. You've seen one on one matchups, you've seen integral play in the midfield. I mean, I just, I, I just enjoyed the match. I think the result was fair. You know, there was some trickery with the refs for both sides. You know, I, I honestly thought it was just a good match. Um, I thought we did well against Holland. But, you know, if you bottle up one thing, then that opens up another. That's nigga Kevin DeBoyner. It was fucking, that strike blew me. Uh, but, yeah, man. It was crazy because, like, beginning of the match, you know, Man City was controlling the joint basically the whole time. Then, boom. We get a little bit of opening, Kamavinga, find Vinicius Jr., and Vinicius put in a fucking heater. That's not usually what he do. He usually break down the defense and do tap-ins and, you know, uh, fucking chips and shit, but he put in a steamer. So if he could keep that consistent with his game, he'll be on a whole nother level, but that was beautiful. I like the um, the link-up play with our forwards, too. Um yeah, man, but it's Man City, dog. So it's like, them motherfuckers, they get the ball. They're passing. They pass. They don't miss passes, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm just good. I'm just happy with the job we did on Holland. I'm really happy with the job that Alaba and uh, Rudiger did on Holland. Uh, Got to keep it up for a whole nother match in England, though. But yeah, hey, man, that's basically, you know, what I seen. My bad, bro. What was you about to say? Yo, my fault, but I totally apologize. I was gonna ask you about how you feel about Kamavinga playing on the left, left, oh, uh, yeah. left back. Like I think he was solid today. I think yeah, he was man. Real good. He, yeah, he he's actually he's been solid uh, the whole season that he's been playing there. I mean, because Mindy been hurt damn near all year, so he basically been our left back this season. Um, but yeah, he's been playing solid. Of course, he has some lapses, you know, because that's not his natural position, and he's so young. But even with that, man, he. He plays solid, man, and you know, and then he can also play forward too, which helped us get that goal. So I mean, yeah, I, I love Kamavinga on that left wing. I just hope we don't get too happy, you know what I'm saying? To 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 the point where that's where we gonna keep him, like, cause now nah, he's a midfielder. He needs to be in that midfield, but now nah, he but he's definitely he's definitely helped fill that void because without him and no Mindy, we would have been looking Nacho. Ah, you can't keep them there. Especially when you got no. wheels, yeah. You got niggas with wheels and everything with skills on that side. So yeah. I'm very happy with Kamavinga, man. Very happy with Kamavinga, man. But yeah, man, I, I enjoyed the match, man. It was a real good match, man. I'm excited for next week, man. I'm gonna be sweating like hell. Do you think uh Benzema had a particularly good match? Because I think there was times where 
his touch was a little off. He could have had better placement with his headers. Um, what did you think about his performance? Yeah, I think he he could have been better um, with his touch, but that that typically happens with Benzema sometimes, and that's been for years. Like sometimes he he touches it too much in the box occasionally here and there, or sometimes he it like goes a little bit off. But the one thing I like about Benzema Benzema is like his he's always in the right spot. So like even if his touches off, he's always tends to be in the right spot. So that tends to be good for us. But yeah, he could have. This wasn't the best Benzema performance by no stretch. But you know, he did help with link up play and other things. So you know, that was good. And he also does come up to help in the midfield and everything to help us move the ball forward. But yeah, he wasn't as he wasn't as dangerous um, in front of goal. But what that will tell me is he'll probably be more dangerous away. Like we'll probably have to depend on Benzema in England more than in front of the in Spain. You know. For sure. Now, Anthony, what are your thoughts on the match and, you know, Holland's performance in terms of the goal scoring opportunities you guys could have created? Uh, Holland was locked down by those two brothers in, on the back line, uh, Rudiger and Oliver. Um, so I commend them for that. Hold on. Jamar, let me stand up. Show some respect. Hala Madrid. It was a great hey, match. Oh, you stupid. Oh, man. Here you go. Yeah, man. Now I gotta pay my I gotta show my respects. I was spooked. I I hadn't um felt pressure like that at each time Real touched the ball. Hey, here's another thing. Kamavinga, masterclass, spooky. I almost wanna I, I wanna maybe he'd go through another FFP case just to get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of hectic watching that man run down the, <laughs> run, hey, run down the pitch. I I was screaming. Dan was watching with me. I got mad at De Bruyne testing Kamavinga so much, trying to fit the ball or pass it to Bernardo. I was like, hey, man, if they ain't realizing it yet, Kamavinga ain't letting nothing slide. And that's not somebody to, to test because it's – the counter was was automatic on that end because um, Vinicius right there. It was just it was scary. Um, but in regards to City, they didn't they in American football got the phrase Ben don't break. There were times where Benzema, he did get that final pass, but he didn't have the final touch. And we were right there. There was a time where a cross came across the goal and Ruben Diaz was right there and kicked it out. Um so the, the team like held on. It took a banger from Vinicius to get the game open. And I feel like City needed that. And I was telling Dan when reality meet expectations, uh, we're finally at a game where everybody says, oh, they should win. This is City's year. This is it. This is that. But then you go down 1-0. So what do you do? You don't fold. If you fold, it's a wrap. You got a whole nother leg to go through. And it could be 4-0 if you fall right now after 1-0. So what do you do? You keep up with it. And so they kept trying to ask questions. And Kevin De Bruyne gave us his all. He, he hit that banger. John was beautiful. And we needed we needed a shot like that because Holland was locked down. So I'm interested to see what happens in the next match. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same lineup and we just thug it out and try to – just create more and create more. So, 
That's about it. I dig that now. Cletus, was there a performance from a player that you felt was, you know, un- underwhelming or was it a guy that you thought did better than you expected? Or do you think everyone just performed to similar standards of what you expected in this match? Uh, Before the start of the game, James called me and we're like talking about watching the game at the bar. And we're saying, you know, if this game ends as a 1-1, then second leg, we have to go to the bar. So just a heads up, guys, that's what we're doing. But watching that game, you know, you guys kind of touched on it earlier, but Benzema had somewhat of a disappointing game, just like his touches in the box and just somewhat of his movements were kind of off today. Um, But that's the only downside to Madrid. I feel like every other player really, like, showed up and, like, was there to fight. To me, Kamavinga will be my man of the match, like, Ever since he adapted to that left back position, like he's doing everything. Like he's pressing, he's defending, he's creating. Like he's, I don't know what it is, bro. Like he just reminds me of like a young Seedorf. Like he's just able to do everything in every position so well. So to me, I probably say he's the man of the match. But you know, media people and all those money people have decided to choose Kevin De Bruyne as man of the match, which isn't bad. But I think. Vinicius and especially Kamavinga had the best game today. Yeah, no bullshit though. De Bruyne was blowing me today. <laughs> that nigga, but he always be blowing me though, man. When we play against Man City, it's always him. He always does something. I think he scored like he had like a goal and like two assists in last year joint too, bro. Kevin, he vicious, bro. That's why he be blowing me, bro. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Were we watching the same match? Because y'all keep saying Camavinga was looking good defending when Bernardo Silva was cooking in the beginning. That was all on Camavinga, and he was looking uncomfortable. Even the pundits. I were mean, but it. that's that's the first twenty minutes. I mean, the only know. thing that happened in the second half was Modric played cover, and that allowed him to make those runs. I give it to you on the attacking side; he was fucking tremendous. Those through balls was fucking crazy. But on the defensive side, he needed help. And like I know, like how Jamar said, like, he don't play. That's not his real position, so I understand it. But, I mean, I wasn't sitting there and say, like, he was fucking the best defending dude out there. Shit, I kind of like what Rudiger did. When he eliminated Gundogan early, Holland wasn't wasn't playing that bullshit. Like, usually in the Premier League, which what we see, Holland be fighting. He'll be putting his hands on defenders. He didn't do none of that with Rudiger. That's what I saw during the match. I mean, but also, I mean, defending is a team effort because you're right. If you look at how they played uh, Holland, it's Rudiger is the physical front, and then Alaba's the cover man. When you look at who was sweeping up a lot of those crosses, it was Alaba, while Rudiger's, you know, the backside trying to handle if they have an aerial cross. I agree with you. You're right, Marcus. Modric was dropping back to help back on the perimeter. Cruz was trying to sweep, but it goes both ways. Like, you know how it is. If you have a dangerous player on the perimeter, you saw uh, City try to have someone always helping Kyle Walker on the flanks. And sometimes (laughs) John Stones or whoever, Bernardo wasn't quick enough to make it. And then Vinicius. And Cam Ving would play the one too. So yeah, I agree with you. It's not like he was moving like uh 
Cafu or anything defensively or Maldini, but hey, I think he did all right. Yeah, and that's why I'll back up uh back him and say he was solid. I, I wouldn't say he was stand out necessarily. I, I agree with your your other take though, Marcus. I think uh Rudiger was really the one that 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 stood out a lot in the back four. Like he really was uh did a good job of tackling and and hemming up Holland for the most part. So yeah, that's kind of who my 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 standout guy was for the match was Rudiger. Like I guess you could say Rudiger and um uh Alba, because uh you know they both like they both nullified Holland really. You really didn't hear his name that much. So yeah, that back that back line to me, you know, the goal notwithstanding from, from De Bruyne, of course, but that back four was was extremely solid today. And the last thing I'll say on that, just as an op to both teams, because I don't fool with neither one of y'all teams. Um, I thought it was cool that today Pep didn't over over overthink it. It was like it was a chess match. It was like I'm a I'm gonna attack your side, this side. All right, then you you keep playing that game, then we're gonna hit you with with Vinny. Like it was like decide. Um, I kind of thought that that if Benzema would have made that first that first shot that he had when he bounced that shit off his chest so nice, if he would have made that, I think the whole flow of the game would have changed and he probably would have had a better game. But I do agree with y'all that his his touch in the box. It's like he started overthinking it at that point. Um, and, and like how you said, the only thing I think that is going to change is Alvarez will play. I think Alvarez playing those spots that uh, Alaba is covering might try to open up little spaces more for Jack, maybe open up more for, like, uh, Kevin DeBorna. But on the other side, they might not play Rodri. Uh, I think, I don't know who on their bench, but shit, they might play somebody instead of Roger because I thought Roger was kind of quiet. I don't know if they're gonna make that mistake again. Hey, <laughs> Calvin Phillips is loaded. Calvin Phillips, yeah, nah, nah, they ain't playing Roger. Uh, Calvin Phillips over Roger, not in this uh, moment in, in the year. That would be hilarious. See, and you say that, and that's what Pep does. Pep. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't, I didn't mean to say Roger. I mean Ro- Rodrigo. That's Roger. Yeah, the same dude, man. He changed his Madrid. name on his jersey. Yeah, he went from Roger to Rodrigo on the jersey. Yeah. Yeah. But now nah, you're right, though, Clay. He will do pep shit because he did it in the uh, Champions League final when he didn't play Roger in the uh, in the middle when he lost to um, uh, who they lose to, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Those boys from London. Nasty. Yeah, yeah. So Make you're right. He will do some shit like, like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh man. Well, what do y'all got for the second leg, man? What are y'all predictions? You know, the funny thing is, I keep hearing a lot of like commentators talking about City has a home field advantage. Have you seen those home field advantages? Have you seen those empty seats, bro? Like, if they allow Madrid to get a goal, whether it's, like, City's up 1-0 or, like, even if Madrid scores the first goal, I feel like City's going to panic because they're, like, in a position where it's, like, we have to make the final. We have to make the final. You know, second leg is at home. We we have a 1-1, you know, tie. Like, they're going to feel like they have the best advantage going into the second leg and going into the final. 
So if they don't get that home field advantage and the support from their fans and Madrid hits them early 1-0 or 2-0 or equalizes 1-1, I feel like that pressure is going to is gonna hit City and Madrid is just going to capitalize and do what they do and live up to those big moments. Yeah, I agree with that because, I mean, while City does a, obviously does a really good job at home, let's be honest, who, what what pundit has ever said that, that you know, the Etihad is a raucous and and you know is is a fortress or something like that. Not not really. I mean, you don't really hear about their fans really being the loudest in the Premier League or the loudest in Europe. And so I agree. I think if they get down one nil or even if it's a, it's a it's a one one uh, tie going late in the match, yeah, that's it's gonna be real real quiet up in that stadium. I think so. Uh, I I somewhat agree with that, Clay. Hey man, Holland Dad. You better not be throwing peanuts, bro. If your son scores, then I think they can edge it out. I need to see Stones in his role to get an early goal. If not, if Pep come out there like he did today in his regular formation, I've seen this story before, and it almost happened today. They can score two goals in ten minutes, bro, and it ain't gonna get, it ain't gonna be pretty. Your whole team gonna get gonna lose all emotion. So, um. Yeah, I'm gonna pray for you though. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with City two one. It's day time, man. The trouble is loading. So I'm asking, you believe that the curse has been lifted? Nah, like Yaya said, I don't play in the negative stereotypes on Africans, especially created by a <laughs> white man that isn't even his agent. So huh. Yaya never put Juju on him. It was a Eastern European white man okay, okay. on African stereotypes. I'll put the Juju on. Why uh, don't you use the Juju to make yourself a billionaire and, and save Africa, man? Why are we using Juju for I mean, that, if it's real? Hey, 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 Marcus, relax. Relax. He knows the truth. That plan is emotional. We got juju, but niggas go to work every day. What is this? We're trying to buy land right now, man. That's the plan. We're trying to occupy. Amen. (laughs) Invoking juju on your haters instead of benefiting yourself is crazy. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why juju is cat, man. (laughs) There's an inflation going on, Anthony. What are we doing with the juju, bro? Yeah, y'all know I'm buying no juju, but but yeah, I feel you. Like if you if there is juju. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's make ourselves prosperous. Yeah, man. Why don't you grow a hairline like Steve Harvey, a real one? Not not the fake wig he had, you know? Hey, man, if I had Juju, man, I'd be flat, man. I tell you. I'll go back in time. I'll do all type of stuff. That's another episode, man. Hey. <laughs> time traveling with your Juju is crazy, yeah, too. That's like, hey, it's a lot of stuff you can do. Hey, whole time... <laughs> about juju i know why benzema was off y'all because i started my case on uncovering oh yeah beneath the tape i'm trying to figure it out what's the yeah. what's he doing with this juju man hey hey yeah and he hired a sick investigator man he hired charleston white to investigate the case man hey yo chill dog. that's stupid <laughs> bruh <laughs> i need answers and i know he'll be able to find it for me <laughs> but uh Anthony, what's your prediction for the next week, man? Hey, uh we're gonna get two goals. It's gonna the overall draw is gonna be three two. 
Um, Madrid, they'll score one at the Etihad, but we'll get two. Holland, Holland will probably have a brace. I'm going to go for that. A Holland brace. And honestly, nah, we going with the same lineup. I almost was about to say Phil on the left, but that may be a liability. So. <laughs> I forgot about that guy, man. Man, nah, he he came in just last week against uh Fulham or the week before that, oh, and then got a goal and then oh, got an assist. Okay, rotation match man. Okay, I think. he he had his appendix removed, so he's he's just getting back into. Sounds like a middle swing. school injury, man. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> now I respect the photo. He's a baller for sure. Uh, Jamar, what's your prediction next week, man? You know, they tried to put Juju on you guys last year and say that, oh, it was magic and all this. They didn't believe that Real Madrid had the talent and the tactics to be world champions and European champions. I know you don't believe in that Juju stuff, man. You guys are real ballers, man. What's your prediction? Uh, I don't know if Juju can get you five and nine years, but um, my prediction is that we win. And I think we'll win, honestly, um, probably in 2-1, vice versa. But honestly, I think we're going to win because everybody thinks Man City going to win. I don't know why people keep playing the same, like, tune, bruh. Whenever everybody goes against the other team, goes for the other team, it's like giving us bulletin board material, bruh. Everybody has Man City winning. So usually what happens, Madrid pulls up because what we're going to have in that second leg, we're going to have Miliatau too. So we'll have Miliatau, Rudiger, and Alaba for Holland, not just Rudiger and Alaba. So I'll, I'll be interested to see who the starting back line is going to be, but it's probably going to be Carvajal, um, Kamavinga, Miliatau, and Alaba because I like you know, the dark arts that Carvey was doing up against uh, Grealish. See, that was the – Grealish looked like he wasn't ready for those mental games yet because he was throwing off his game, wanting to fight with Carvajal. And I seen at one point, like, Carvajal, after uh, <laughs> after Grealish had thrown that little fist up <laughs> and Carvey faked the fall, like, he got up and was smirking when he was walking back because he knew he had got – got Grealish. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there's little things like that that's going to help us win. But I will say that Man City are better equipped for this mentally because like like Ant was saying earlier, when we scored that first goal, like the whole complexion of the match changed. Like it seemed like City was almost in a phase like, oh, here we go again type shit. But then, like, they stayed with it and stuck with it and scored that goal. So I think the second leg is going to be a lot different. And no, it ain't no goddamn juju because I don't know how we can juju three, four matches in a row to win a chip. Like, come on, bro. We just, we just, this is just our competition. We get up for this joint. I don't, I can't explain it, bro. So, but I think we just going, we going to win. And plus, we not, we not in no more title fights. Like, this is our only trophy that we going for right now. Like, Man City still got to get that prim joint. We, on the other hand, we cooling. So we can, we going to probably play B squad niggas this weekend and have all of our starters rest up or maybe play them a little bit to keep their legs fresh. And then, yeah, but I got us, I got us winning. I got us winning close. I got us winning tight. And shit, I'm going to just go ahead and Benzema's going to, Benzema's going to take us home. I just hope it don't go to the penalties. 
That'll be corny as hell. <laughs> but I'll take the window if we win. I'm just saying. <laughs> sure. Now, hey, hey, Jamar. Hey, hold on, Dan. Go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Hey, Jamar, you're right. Y'all, y'all only have so many trophies to fight for. I was kind of nervous playing y'all this match after y'all just hoisted up a a trophy over the weekend. I was like, man, you, you can't can't play a team like that. Yeah, I was yeah, I was spooked because I didn't think I didn't think I thought we was gonna play too hard. And I, I was spooked that we was gonna be washed, but I seen mm. we was playing lax. So I seen like we was thinking about this match even when we was playing in that Copa del Rey championship because uh Osasuna they just didn't have nothing for us. Like they just couldn't compete with us. Like Vinny was fucking destroying them. Yeah. Yeah, him and Rod and uh, Rodrigo were killing those boys. Yeah, it was like it was it was it was downright disgusting how they was doing them niggas dirty. So we was we was up for this, and now we probably gonna be up for that joint. But it's gonna be tight though. Y'all not y'all not the same team that y'all was last time. But we'll see what we'll see, man. It's gonna be in, interesting. I'm gonna be sweating like hell, but you know, yeah, I just think we yeah. gonna win. I can't I can't not think that my team is not going. Yeah, to win. Not, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, um, as far as uh, Man City trying to go for the Premier League and playing y'all in the following week, hey, please believe Calvin Phillips will be starting against Everton this weekend and Sergio Gomez. Both both of them mm-hmm. will be playing for. They'll be playing for their jobs. Alvarez, <laughs> hey, Rico, Rico, Rico Lewis will be back there. Lamar, you may call. Hey man, you know uh that's that little kid striker Dun Dunlap who played hey, for our little hey, man. He may play center back. <laughs> hey, real talk. Cole Palmer, he's he'll play us CDM yeah. double pivot. Yeah, come on, man. It's I'm crazy. trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry, Jamar. Our, our team will be well. <laughs> All right. So now speaking of uh building that depth, because that's why I think. This is a great matchup. These are the two best teams in the world. Real Madrid as the reigning European and world champions. And then Man City as the team that's dominated England for the last half decade. While also having the most expensive team in the history of football. So that depth is valuable for this time of year. Real Madrid also has a great resource of depth. And it looks like they're adding to that because the rumors are that Jude Bellingham is loading. He was the most sought-after player in the summer transfer window. Seems like negotiations are looks like it will be finalized this month. Um, Jamar, what are your feelings on getting another marquee midfielder to add to the White House? <laughs> hey, Brad, it's Madrid. <laughs> I mean, but in all seriousness, bro, I it's like it's like a a kid who has all the candy, and then like his parents come and be like, "Oh, here's a jawbreaker from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Here you go." Like, I mean, I like I've been saying even in the chat, bro. Like, it's not as if we needed Jude, but if we get him, like we we should have the the greatest midfield over the next five to ten years. And, like, my only issue is now, like, what are we going to do with all of these midfielders? Like, and that's my only thing. Like, that's why I'm thinking, like, Kamavinga may be 
our Swiss Army knife, but I don't want him to be that. I want him to stay in the may- midfield. Maybe we'll put in three midfielders. I mean, four midfielders, but I've never seen that at Madrid since I've been a fan. But I'm happy that we got you, you know what I'm saying, another young building block to build around. Um, and I'm just happy that players want to come to Madrid. It just makes it easier for us to sign players when they want to come to Madrid, you know. I'm I'm happy about it, but we need to sure. we definitely need to focus on some a little bit more uh on the back ends and them front ends, particularly that right side. For sure. <laughs> now if you want to hear what Anthony and I thought about it, listen to episode 54 of The Last Dan. We broke it down extensively. But of course, Anthony, if you have anything else to add, you can right now too. Honestly. I don't know if I'll ever refer to that man by his name anymore. I'm utterly disappointed. So, <laughs> number 22, go ahead and have a great career at Real Madrid. I'll be seeing your highlights. That's it. <laughs> hey, hold on, 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 hold on. They don't call it up. They don't call me up. And um, let's, let's not take the physical yet because if these motherfuckers bottling it, he gonna answer the tech message that Jurgen sending, bro. Oh no, you, no, you, he ain't. Hey, no, he ain't. Man, why you <laughs> nah, he good, bro. Hey, he ain't coming over to Liverpool now, dog. I'm hey, sorry. Man, he's still a teenager. That old man should have been texting him this late at night, man. Yep. <laughs> hey, man. When that money clear, when y'all bottle it, we gonna be there. Oh man. Nah, he he look. He's straight up going. Look, if the reports are true, he ain't going nowhere but Real Madrid. So. Um, yeah, Anthony, I heard it was some crying. Get to listen to the to the last Dan episode, yeah, but I heard it was some crying on there. Um, yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> I, got, I, I got my replacement. Y'all want to hear the replacement? Go for it. I, I figured it out. <clears throat> Gavario is about to be the new sick, the new, the new template of a box to box center huh. back. Okay, it's a new position. He coming up the, with a box right to box center back, huh? Yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep. Ball you go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Pat being Pep once again. Whoa, that's what you create when you're a Pep fan? Hey, yeah. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Bellingham can't do it. Gavardio. Or, I mean, number 22 can't do it. Oh, Gavardio. no. Hey, you, oh, think that's now, sick? Huh? you think that's sick, guys? Hey, I saw this one brother on Twitter say, man, we need to have some inverted center backs. Yeah. You gotta you gotta flip, you gotta put your right footed center back on the left and your left footed center back on the right uh-huh. so they can track the uh-huh. runners of the inverted forwards. You see what Pep <laughs> has done to the game, has done to niggas mental. No, I mean that's actually kind of real because if you oh, got the left yeah, you, got, yeah. you got the left center back on the right side, they can stab their foot inside towards the goal when the shooter's trying to shoot. But it's that build-up is gonna be nasty, man. When this time to play hey, with man. the ball, it's, hey, it's, when the ball is coming to you, it's gonna be different now. When you're trapping it and you gotta adjust to make that pass, well, uh, we gonna we gonna we gonna figure it out. We gonna figure it out. We gonna yeah, figure is, out different patterns. Yeah, yeah, bro, out. I seen that for a whole year. Dejan Lovren playing on the right side as a left-footed center back. <laughs> how did that turn out for you, Marcus? Oh, we got washed by fucking Spurs. That was a that's one of the worst nightmares of my life. Hey, thank, you, thank you for the honesty. What's the other worst nightmare? Not getting Jude. Mm. Clay knows what that is. Oh, the slip. Oh, yeah, Stevie. 
Yeah. It's okay, man. It's okay. You know, you, you get him another time. Platus, how do you feel about Jude Bellingham joining Real Madrid, man? He doesn't want to come to the Premier League right now. I mean, I feel like a lot of the Dortmund kids, you know, for some reason they don't like coming to England. I'm surprised that Sancho went to United. I feel like he would have been better going somewhere else or staying in Germany for another year. And I think that's the same thing with Jude. I feel like he could do another year in Dortmund, take on a little bit more of a leadership role and just kind of like polish himself a little bit more before making that big move to Madrid. Because at the end of the day, next season, we could say what we want about pros being old, Matras being old. But once those two guys put on their boots and get on the practice field, like, you know, Jude's going to have to really battle against them, try to get that starting position. I don't think he's going to be, you know, starting first off. So he's definitely going to be riding the bench. He's going to have a lot of competition. But it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think he could have definitely stay another year at Dortmund, honestly. Do you think this year hasn't shown the jump that you want moving forward? Because I think he has. I think he has. No, I definitely think he has. I I think with like Royce being injured, um, you know, losing a lot of like the old heads and, you know, this season, I feel like they've definitely competed a lot better. I feel he's took on more responsibilities, but I feel like going to a team like Madrid, like I think his situation is different than Tuchamendi and Kamavingas because those two, I feel like they're a pickup early because Madrid knew what time it was and they knew what the market was like. But in Jude's case, he's been on the market for quite a long time. You kind of know his his demographic as a player, so it's like, do you kind of want to buy him as the as he's still developing, or do you want him to be a little bit more enhanced before you make that purchase? It's like, you know, you could go ahead and buy a Hyundai right now, but you could be low, drive to the Camry, you know, or the Corolla for another year, and you could buy a Benz. You feel me? And that's what I feel like Jude is at right now. Like he could be a nice Hyundai. Elantra, you know, a nice calm whip. Or if he just relax a little bit, save his pennies, he could be coming out as a nice BMW. I hear that, but that's the new Real Madrid plan is to buy players young and build them in our system so that they're developed properly because that's the problem with a lot of guys. They go and play at a club that use them a certain way. Then they make a move to a bigger club that doesn't play the same way and they lose themselves. For example, look at Jack Grealish. Jack yeah. Grealish at Ashton Villa, he can do whatever he wants. When you play at a big club like Manchester City, you're not going to get that freedom anymore. Took him a year and a half to adapt, but now he's finally found his own. And they had to switch a couple systems for it to, you know, maximize him and switch it. So I think Jude going to Real Madrid now, he saw it. Uh, Camavinga didn't start last year, but he made his yeah. roles as a important impact it's sub. It's Rodrigo didn't start last year, but he played. He's shown that he's a match winner. You see Vinicius, he went from being a little spoiled brat flopping all the time to being one of the best players in the world. So I think he feels like, hey, I know I'm going to be able to play. I'm competitive. I believe in myself and I'm ready to make the jump now as a 20 year old because the next five, six years, seven years, we can dominate this decade. That's, that's very true. And the only, you know, thing that scares me is what I'm hearing is that 
this release clause that he may have in his Madrid contract is worth a billion dollars and he's going to be the new highest paid player at Madrid. And you know, with that comes a lot of pressure from the fans, media. I mean, we're not going to be the highest paid player. Yeah, but we do that release clause thing though. Like, Essentials, Get a billion dollars, yeah, like, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. That, well, right, yeah, we 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 always put in high release costs because we don't want niggas being able to come and snatch our plays up. So yeah, usually, Neymar, that Neymar shit taught people don't make your release clause that easy to get. So they put stupid numbers up now. Yeah, we we put dumb numbers: five hundred million, seven hundred million. Like our release clauses are stupid. But he may be the highest paid player though, but yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be the highest paid, but no, Still, that's nasty. All right, if that happens now, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, How you get paid more of, than Ballon d'Or winners, man? Yeah, just because off the, I think the longevity of the contract, and you know, at Madrid, once you get past like thirty-one or something, you you want year deals. That's why Sergio and Cristiano rock because, well, one of the reasons because they wanted long-term deals, but. The thing at Madrid is once you reach a certain age, is year to year. Yeah, that's true. I hear that. Now, let's talk about another guy that is a highly sought after midfield, a midfield player. He's kind of divisive because some people love him, some people hate him. Yes, sir. Your big homie, Declan Rice, Claytis. Yes, sir. Rice boy. Looking How you like feeling not... about him, man? You want him back home? No, no, thank you. No homecoming for that boy. But it wow. looks like it looks like you know he's going over to you in Arsenal. I wouldn't no. mind it. Looks like no. you guys are... England and interceptions. He's of one of the best ball progressors in the league. I like the way he reads the game. I like the way he shut down United this weekend. He's the captain of his team at 24 years old. I think this is what Arsenal needs. You need a leader. You need a ball player. And you know how hard it is to find British people with technique at the defensive midfield role. I'll take them. Hey, I man, don't mind. A little competition in that, bro. That's it. him and McAllister are Jurgen's top two targets since Jude. Yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be I a competition it. across the board, though. I mean, United link with him, too. So, I mean, it's going to be a couple of English clubs link with him this summer. Yeah, all the teams that play technical possession, yeah. build up football, it's does it makes sense to, to want him because he's perfect for that. Yeah, if, like for example, Claytis is a counter attack football fan. They don't play football like that. Enzo Fernandez yeah. is their deep line playmaker, and he doesn't even like running. So of course he likes <laughs> midfielders like that. Facts. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing I realized. Thank you for bringing that up, Dan. Is as much as I I'm starting to like Enzo and you know having him on the team is his work rate and his running is not really up to standards for the Premier League. So hopefully in the summer, whoever we get in as our coach, definitely focus on you know intensity and endurance and conditioning in the preseason because I'm gonna need them boys to start running. Hey man, he's that's not his game. He thinks he's Pirlo, man. <laughs> uh, See, and that's why I feel like players like Pirlo didn't come to the Premier League because exactly. they, they yeah. know what is required of them in that position. He only came in the for game the money. Yeah, I mean, hey man, look what look what Todd, Todd is giving out. If if I was playing football, if I was at that level, you know, I, I would I would sign the same same contract and say, you know what, I'll, I'll be a Pirlo for for ten million a year. 
baseball and, and, deals and lose, and lose, game, and lose games mm-hmm. on purpose. <laughs> yeah, baseball <laughs> deals, right? <laughs> Anthony, does Declan Rice interest you? I'm actually sitting here listening to that track y'all y'all sent to the chat by um Odom o- Odom Black. How do you say the name? <laughs> yeah, that way. You said it right, man. Shout out to that Nigerian brother, man. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> hey man, uh I don't know, man, because I like my Gavardio plan, man. I don't want that that basic uh, uh English. On my team, man. I want somebody foreign. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> I think they can get the job done. Declan Rice, they asking for 120 million for that for, <laughs> for that basic bread. Hey man, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you got Richie Grealish already. You don't need another another British guy. That's what I'm like, saying, man. I'm not breaking, hey, hey, I'm not breaking no rake. I'm not breaking the record again on another Englishman, man. I'm good hey, off that. You need a Gundogan replacement, right? Like you do, and and let's not act like uh, Grealish hasn't had a good year this year because he stepped up. So he's had um, an excellent year, but that's what, yeah. hey, man. Y'all gonna don't throw me off the Gavardio plan, man. Declan Rice, <laughs> it's the Brexit era, man. He can come, but we giving him 86 mil. And nah, he Carson, ain't coming and, for 86 uh, mil, bro. And, and I was about to call him Carson Palmer and Cole Palmer. We're getting 86, <laughs> 86 and Cole Palmer. And we nah, they ain't doing that. that. Nasty. One, 110. 110. <laughs> 120 is crazy, man. I'm sorry. I'm not. Nah. Have you uh, seen Guardio play outside of when y'all smoked them? Nope. You even impressed when he played I, against y'all? He he! I saw spurts of mm. what could. Yeah, I I got a vision, man. I see the it. homie that got mixed by Holland. Yeah, I mean, I see it for at least sixty mil. Put it like that. I can see, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. it on the budget. <laughs> I can see it on the budget and and something happening. But Declan Rice would definitely fit into our squad. He, he yeah, it would it would be crazy. It would be a certified trouble contender as we are now um it may move our team to a full back three or keep a back four and then do what stones is doing but it's rodri this time because rodri plays center back so it could actually do some wild stuff if we got Declan Rice. i ain't gonna lie but um you ain't about to have Rodri playing center back all the time though that ain't gonna happen oh no, but i mean moving up moving i mean he up can as, i as feel stones, you but he the turned he kept, turned Mascherano into a center back. You never know, man. Fair enough. I can yeah, do that. He way, did do that. The way it's a back, it could be a back three, but then Rodri is the one who drops back into the center back position. If the right back is on, if it's Kyle Walker or Rico Lewis, Rodri right. could be the, the the Stones position that uh, floats forward and back. I if we get that price, um, if not. We can still make it work, man. But that's what I'm man. One twenty mil. That's for somebody. That's for somebody who need it. We can. We don't need that. We can. We can bargain and get something else. Hey, man. We'll see how that ends up. That's gonna be something to look out for for sure. But uh, Marcus, you got something for that MLS minute, man?
we back MLS Minute, man. We covered three games this week because next week we're going to do a full coverage on the U.S. Open. Yeah, a little tournament in between things, midweek football. Um, But this week we, we were looking at LAFC versus San Jose. LAFC was the last undefeated squad out there, and uh, they got dropped off 2-1. Brace for the player of the month, Espinosa. Hey, that boy on fire right now. Jordan Moore is still leading the league. But hey, Espinosa going doing this thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the main game I watched was Inter Miami versus ATL. This was the homecoming, the first time we seen Joseph since we cut his ass. And um, hey man, I'ma say this: ATL might be needing a new coach soon because these tactics is dry. Almada. If they if they cover up Almada, we got nothing. Um, our corner coverage was trash. We almost gave up a goal in the first half, but luckily went to halftime zero zero. Then that man, the man that put us on the map, Joseph Martinez, gets subbed in in the 60th minute, and three minutes later we give up a penalty, and Joseph is the guy to take it. He does his little fake little chip chip steps and he put that thing in one zero to Miami then we playing a little bit more and um Yetlin of all people mixes Gutman and uh he plays the ball in and then gone Joseph catches it on the slide for uh, on the through ball two zip Miami and man what was that we find I, we watching it I'm kind of getting a little hopeless my guys sit there and they actually get this guy Nigel to get a red card and we get one back, but we lose that joint 2-1. Last game we're going to focus on this week, the informed boys, DC United, Wayne Rooney's crew. Choo, choo, choo. They went against Cincy. It was a hot one, man. Informed Ben Teke had a nice chance early on. He played off his chest. He he played it off his knee, and then he shot it, and it went wide right. Um, what was that? So then um, we get almost into the second half, and the Cincinnati player, Acosta, he sits there, a former Wayne Rooney teammate. I don't know where. I got to look that up. But um, he was a teammate of Wayne Rooney, and he gets the goal on Wayne Rooney. So you know that brother's old. And, um, yeah, D.C. United, they come, they finish up getting mopped up. Well, I wouldn't say they got mopped up because they kind of – they got one back, but it ended up Acosta assisted another goal, so they were down two zip. And later on in uh, extra time, D.C. get grabbed one, but uh, they didn't they didn't get nothing in that. They had nine minutes, and uh, they didn't get nothing in that time. So, uh, yeah, man, D.C. United, they took that L. And, um, yeah, man, we up out of here this week, man. Next week, like I said, oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. We got new, we got news also, man. Another expansion team and the location has been revealed. San Diego. So they're going to bring California to three teams, LAFC, LA Galaxy, and San Diego. It's crazy out here. We turn into the NFL, but, hey, we up out of here. Till next week. For sure. I appreciate that, Marcus. Now we got to go with that champagne goal of the week. I'm going to cheat and set it off by saying <laughs> the goals in today's 1-1 one, one 
draw between City and Man City, man. KDB getting that demon off him, you know. If you know, you know the story between him and Kotoa. He needed that go badly. He shed tears. Even even Terry Henry said, look at him. He's crying. Hey, man. Okay. He needed it. And then Vinicius with a top banger, as Ali, Alejandro Moreno of ESPN FC would say, he shot that joint where the spiders lay the eggs, man. Bangers. Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I think it's gonna be a trend here today because I think because I, I already had that too as well as both my goals of the week is uh both of them was beautiful goals. So yeah, man. Uh Vinny Jr. in the 36th minute, and I think with the Bournemouth was in the 67th minute. So yeah. Too hard to, to go with anything else. And plus, I didn't watch much football this this weekend. I was out of town. So popping bottles, you know what it is. <laughs> Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week? You was out of town doing your thing too, man. Yeah, yeah, the service was geek, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give it to my boy, Betty Ashaw, for the two goals. Chelsea winning 3-1. I got to say it with a lot of conviction. Niggas <laughs> believe me if I didn't say it with conviction. Uh, yeah, we won. All right, all right. Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Hey, man. I had to give it to him, even though he's a traitor now going to the White House. That boy Jew with the razzle-dazzle, he got a little jiggy with the whoop, came in, and then he he shot the ball. Goalkeeper thought it was going to come out. And then, uh, no, bro, bro, he got that backspin like Tiger Woods. It still rolled in now. <laughs> I like that description right there. Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? Man, KDB's chopper that was for his manhood, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, man, Jamar, what's your champagne goal of the week? Uh, Vinny joined today, and also that second goal by Rodrigo that sealed our Copa del Rey trophy. I dig that for sure. Now, before we go in the club, I got to mention this real quick. When we talk about La Liga, like Jamar was mentioning earlier, I just saw a tweet from Fabrizio Romano. It was this morning, but it talks about how a backup goalie named Inaki Pena signed a new deal with Barcelona until 2026, and the release clause is 400 million euros, and he's a backup. So, yeah. It's silly. We in La Liga, everyone has to have a release clause, so it's the law. So you know, sometimes you just got to make it outrageous oh, if you don't want to lose a homie that way. Even your backup goalies, man. Yeah, sick. But uh, Cletus, who you in the club with, man? Hey, man. Oh my God, Barcelona. But um, yeah, I'm in the club with. Shout out to all the kids. And the peoples that I met in Panama, you know, we was watching the River Plate game at the airport. River Plate got the 1-0 win. So, you know, all my peoples that was watching the game with me, man, we in the club celebrating. For sure. How many red cars was in that joint? Like six, seven? It was nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hot. The police was hot. had to go. That's the hottest derby in the world, man. It's always violence. Yeah, it was focused because the yeah, people I was watching. Not always violence, but, you know. 
Yeah, it's not as violent. People I was watching the game with, they were actually from Argentina, so it was, it was split down the line. Mm. We had some Boca fans, some RV fans, and it, it was hot watching it, but it was all love. But the first half, man, I feel like Di Michaelis is definitely implementing that European football out there. You could definitely see, like, the possession base, the counterattack, um, the philosophy. I see a lot of Bayern Munich imprint on that team, in a sense. But, yeah, man, we all in the club. I dig that. Ephraim, who you in the club with? It's sad to say this, but I'm bringing in uh, Declan Rice, because apparently all the all the talk about him bossing the midfield against United this weekend. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, so I'm going to bring him in the club, because he's obviously going to be one of the hottest English uh, transfer targets uh, outside of obviously Bellingham. So, Collusion? Um, say what? Collusion? He trying to get him early? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy trying to take him out for drinks, right? Yeah, I see uh, it. I'll take slicky. him. Hey, I'll take him. Shit. Hell yeah, I'll take him. All day long. Yeah, that would <laughs> so be spooky. Looked, him and Casemiro together would be spooky. Oof, could you? Oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's coming to the club with me. All right, all right. Anthony, who you in the club with, man? Man, I'm in there with De Bruyne, man. <laughs> Mister, 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 I got my revenge. You not, you not bringing Courtois with him? You saw, you saw the hug, uh, man. They might, they might. Uh, Mister, Mister, your girl can go to a different club, man. <laughs> so, so what's the, what's the, the, the hug? Scoop? The hug like it was, it was real though. Yo, what's the scoop with this? Hey, hold on, hold on. He, he uh, cheated on her first. Don't know. Jamar, Jamar's not knowing. Yeah, I'm not hip. Well, yeah, hold on. But I'm hearing that he, st- he, he cheated on her first, though. I bet. Hmm. <laughs> who, put out, who, put, who put out that spin, man? Who put out that spin, E? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Oh, I don't man. know, man. Well, the, there's a, there's allegations, Jamar, that um back in the day, KDB had a lady he was dating, and she cheated on him with Thibaut Courtois, and she stated that Courtois, in that one night of passion, gave her more loving than De Bruyne did in their years of dating. So, damn, damn. Yeah, That's- so ever since then, you know. KDB, even though he's married now, happy with a new family, even though you know he let it go. moved on, he he still looks like a you know a funny guy in the streets. Because he's oh. very ugly that's why he that's why he almost shed tears on the pitch, Jamar. He he was geeked. Yeah, I seen the picture. He got on his knees and everything. He was like almost crying. I thought he cried, but I was like, I damn, think he did that's too. So hey, that's what made me, that's what made me weak when they showed the replay at halftime and. Henri was like, look at him, he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, that's what I do. That's nice. Hey, hey, real quick. hey, real quick, can I read something to y'all real quick? This is a quote from her <laughs> saying all this. Kevin thought that this trip was a good idea. I asked him beforehand, but then something happened that should never have happened. Mm. I accepted that, but Kevin and I had not been getting along, and I found comfort in the arms of Tubo, uh, Tebow. That mm. evening, Tebow offered me what I had not received in a three-year relationship with Kevin. Right, man. That with Tebow, uh, I could talk about anything. <laughs> hey, man, and, and Jamar, Jeez. Jamar, y'all know, guys, 
Patois, the arms of a goalkeeper, he uses his hands a lot. <laughs> hey. a different type of holding on to somebody, man. He's stupid, dog. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> catching a joint, okay? Wow. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> now, now, imagine if you got to go to practice every day with a guy. Ooh, but hey, they weren't even in the same yeah. spot, though. It was, uh, I, was, I, think... I was hearing during the World Cup that the oh, Bernie yeah. was already beefing with Courtois again about the situation. He wasn't. Right, come really... on, man! You can't go back to old school oh. beef, man. You married now, <laughs> right? Oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy, man. But uh, Jamar, who you in the club with, man? <laughs> uh, shit, I'm in the club with my man Rodrigo, man. Lifting that Copa del Rey trophy, man of the matches that joint two goals. You know, so I'm in the club with Rodrigo. For sure. Is he, he old enough? <laughs> yeah, man, he's like 20, right? Oh, dang. Is he old enough? Shit, he can't drink. He can't. No, he can't. I think he is 21. Hold on, let me check. And he could in you, man. How old is Rodrigo goes? I know he looks 12. Yeah, we in Europe, 22. man. We in Europe. Why are we talking about age? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, he's 22. Yeah, he's 22. He's 22. What American he's 22. stuff is this, man? man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him some yeah, apple cider. He's in Europe anyway, y'all. He could drink. Yeah, good. he good. He good. 16, they good over there in Europe. But now nah, he's 22. So yeah, I'm in the club with Rodrigo. Sure. Anyway, I dig it. I'm in I'm in the club with my oldest brother, Eddie. You know, happy birthday to him. I'm in the club with Ephraim. We in the club together, old school style. And I'm also in the club with my man Ghostface Killer. Happy birthday. Uh, you know, one of the greatest rappers ever, one of the most enjoyable characters in pop culture history. Tony Starks, if you know, you know he's Iron Man. And Marcus, he has one of the best rants ever. Remember when he was dissing Action Bronson over Teddy Pendergrass? And, hey, man, he told him he'll set his beard on fire? Hey, man, great times. Hey, man, hey, I appreciate that, man. You didn't catch me, though. Sorry about that, E. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing in both of the E's. Eddie uh, Howe and Eric Ten Howe. Mm. Yeah, motherfucker. Keep drop, drinking these drinks and dropping them points. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's good. That was good. That's sick. <laughs> Before we go, play this. Uh, you got any uh, Byron optimism? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody's getting fired. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's getting removed. Because what I heard today about Thomas being, about Thomas potentially leaving to finish his career somewhere, raised a lot of red flags over at Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that news came out about, you know, Thomas going somewhere else to finish his career, here comes the replacement, Catherine. So, yeah, we're going to see how that plays out. But either Brazil or, or Khan is going to get removed this summer. For sure, hey, man. That's, that's going to be something to look forward to. FC Hollywood, there's always something going on over there. But, <laughs> hey, salute to Jamar. Thanks for coming on. And, hey, if it's possible, Jamar, next week, we got to see what's good. Oh, yeah, we'll be recording Tuesdays, put out on Wednesday. The match is a Wednesday next week, but we'll try to figure out something. Maybe we can even do, like, a little match recap or something. We'll figure it out. But thanks for pulling yeah. up, Jamar. No problem. Anytime.
For sure. And, you know, we definitely going to link back up again. Ring culture later this week. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about there, too. Most definitely. Yeah, Marcus and Ephraim, we tried to get y'all on a couple weeks ago, but both of y'all were doing y'all things. So, hey, maybe we're going to try again soon, man. We got to see. I'm with it. I'm, I'm loving these. I'm loving these playoffs right now. For sure. Marcus, how you feeling, man? Man, until next time, keep them pinkies up. We out.